And we are live today. I am joined by Mr. Tony Noto, editor at Benzinga. A shortened week comes with a shortened episode of Benzinga Cannabis Insider, but we're always here for you. No matter what happens to our guests, we are here. Let's get the show going, Mr. A.T. Totally forgot that we have a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the thing, the, the prior intro, the one we had up until maybe up to like a, a month ago, had you on some of the on some of the frames and shots, but but it seems AT does not like you enough to keep you in the new intro. <laughs> I, I actually really like that theme song. I haven't heard that theme song yet. <laughs> Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm in sunny California. It's about 10 a.m. Oh. for me, 1 p.m. for um, our Detroit office. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm enjoying uh, Long Beach, California. What are you doing in California? Break from visiting here. family, and as soon as I wrap up editing, I jump in a pool and I have myself a margarita. That is fantastic. Are you seeing anything interesting, anything noteworthy on the cannabis front in, in California? Or same old, same old. Uh, I mean, always. I mean, I always have a, a fun time uh, visiting the King's Crew local uh, dispensary right here in uh, Long Beach. And um, they're really nice folks. I always try like a little something new here and there. Haven't gone in a while, but uh, I always try to make a pit stop. What, what, what's your favorite part of that experience? Why, why do you choose to return to a... Um... To a specific dispensary, right? And 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 deep down, that is like the question in general, right? Like, what yeah. makes you return to a dispensary? I think I just they they're very sweet, very cordial. It's almost set up like a little showroom. So uh, you know, I'm not an active user, and I've I've you know waned very much in the past few months. But um, you know, especially when we were in uh, lockdown during COVID and. It was something to just relax. It was, you know, safe way to relax. Nobody hurt. Nobody gets hurt. It's a little bit easier to recover the next day as opposed to drinking old fashions, which I was doing for a while, for a while when uh, we were closed up during 2020. But um, once things started to open up and I visited these uh, dispensaries, including the King's Crew here in Long Beach, California, uh, they were just cordial and... I didn't, I wasn't really attached to any brands and they walked me through the different options and what I think oh, I was God. looking for. And I settled on uh, Henry's, Henry's pre-rolls. I don't know if we've ever written about them. I haven't seen yeah. much coverage on them, but it's, it's a wonderful product. And um, uh, yeah, it's been, I like that. It, it, it feels a lot like going to a, a wine store, right? Like many, many times you go to a wine store and there's such a huge variety that you're not hellbent on any specific brand or anything. You just go and, and explain to the salesperson, hey, here's what I enjoy. Here's what I like. What do you recommend today? Yeah. Also because things vary, right? Like, like product quality and, and batches vary from one to the next. And, and cannabis companies will often argue, of, you know, they're super consistent and consistency is key and this and that. But the, but the reality is that it's a plant, right? So uh, there is almost no way to make each plant totally. Right. 100% the same to the prior one. Well, uh, you're, and you're, you're like a, 
a maestro in the marijuana field. I mean, what what impresses you? Because like I feel like you would go into a store and you know all the brands. You know you've talked to the the, the heavy hitters and the movers yeah. and shakers of marijuana industry. What I'm, impresses you? I mean, at this point, the the thing that would impress me the most is a good bud. Um, I, I love I love it. You know, going to a dispensary and finding a variety of products, uh, edibles and beverages, and all these relatively new things that are not re readily available yeah. uh, in in most places in the world. But but the one thing that I, I see missing usually is good good cannabis quality, right? Um, we, we we expected that as we transitioned to legal markets, we would get great cannabis just legally. And what happened is. You know, we started producing at, at massive scale and suddenly buds are, are small. They're not as, they don't receive as, as much attention in human care as, as they do in smaller scale illicit yeah. flows. Um, so that is the one thing that, that I, I, that I would be particularly impressed with, right? Um, there are some places, but, you know, one of the places I'm thinking of is, is in New York City. It's the Astor Club. It's, it's very famous, but... You know, it's it's a I I think it's a great situation there, right? And and that is I think why they also get such great quality. But it's it's not something that you see uh, normally at dispensaries. Great buds, yeah. and when you do, they they come at a very high price tag. Um, and we we as a market, we become accustomed to to equating uh, quality to to price. Um, right. That to me does not always bring true the other day uh black cannabis magazine posted something saying they, they said something like amazing weed is not cheap cheap weed is not amazing um mm. i have to disagree with that um yeah you know beyond home growing i think that that well i was just going to say be home growing i mean that's inexpensive and people seem to enjoy it. it's organic it's right in your own home and what's mm -hmm. cheaper than that no, nothing at this point. Well, yeah. it depends on how much you smoke or, or how much cannabis right. you consume, right? <laughs> you will see uh, an impact on your on your electricity bill, for instance. <laughs> if you have right. bills, you're not consuming enough to justify that expense. But you, the place you like is in New York, you said. As an example, right? It's it's one of those places that I I would go to and and say like, oh wow, this looks like. The kind of, of weed that I would get from my personal grower, right? Yeah. Not not just like a random retail brand. Um, we're seeing a lot more of that, right? And, and a lot more emphasis on that. Yeah. Um, but but I, I don't know. It's interesting. You know. You know what? What is also interesting out of a, a completely different, like changing, switching subjects altogether. But some interesting news out of Florida, where Representative Matt Gates suddenly came. Like or, or expressed that he is somewhat on board with cannabis. Uh, he wants to end cannabis testing for the U.S. military, saying that we are undergoing a recruitment uh, crisis, um, unlike any other time in American history. And he does not believe the use of cannabis should be should exclude Americans from enlisting to the armed forces. Uh, pretty much the opposite. We should be embracing anyone who is willing to step up to serve our country, said Matt Gates. Yeah. Are you at all surprised to hear this? Well, I, I, not really now that I, now that you delved into it a little bit more, because it seems like he's sort of going in a different direction compared to the state governor. 
mm -hmm. uh, GOP candidate DeSantis, mm -hmm. who is very much anti-cannabis, uh, anti-legalization. Um, he doesn't want to just decriminalize cannabis. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see these two far-right guys um, sort of take a different stance. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if he, if Gates maybe... I mean, I, I I doubt I agree with him on anything politically. It <laughs> seems like he's warming up to cannabis, and it, it shows like the the divide in the GOP. You know, they can't mm -hmm. be on the same page on cannabis. It seems. Yeah, the, the other day we were also asking another representative, and um, you know, I, I was asking him like, you know, to Dave Joyce, by the way, uh, like, you know, what is the main driver behind? different lawmakers or Congress people getting behind cannabis, decrim, legalization, rescheduling, even small steps like this one, because Matt Gates is not saying, hey, we should legalize or decriminalize cannabis. He's just right. saying, hey, you know, what people did in the past, if they didn't get caught or whatever, shouldn't be a disqualifier to get into the military. No. But but it's, it's surprising, surprising to see, right? Because most politicians will get on board uh, with cannabis, either due to like money things, you know, money money related issues or taxation, uh, or 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 you know, access to medicine for people who really need it, um, and 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 Gates is going at it in a, from a very different standpoint, from a very different angle, and that is, you know, if we love our troops so much, right? If we love our country so much, who are we to decide that someone who use cannabis in the past is now not equipped to mm. defend our democracy. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I, I doubt I would agree with Gates on, on anything politically, but it seems like he's, this seems to be some common ground with him and perhaps uh, other folks on the other side of the aisle. Here's to hoping. Some other interesting news out of Ohio, where there uh, there's a coalition called Ohio's Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I think is a great name. It's so self-explanatory. They got enough uh, signatures, more than enough signatures, to get uh, cannabis into the ballot again. Yeah. Um, which I think is very, very uh, interesting. The Ohio, as a reminder, Ohio already has medical marijuana since 2016, uh, but advocates have now been working for more than a year to put together a proposal um, to regulate the adult use of cannabis in Ohio. So what do you think? Do you think it's gonna go through? I hope so. Uh, Ohio has been surprisingly uh, friendly toward cannabis. It'd be interesting to see like what the Republican candidates say on that topic as we ramp up toward the primary. The primary is going to be in March of next year. So very, you know, it's going to be here before they know it. It'd be interesting when they start hitting the campaign trail and they visit Ohio, like how do they address that topic? Would a guy like DeSantis do well in Ohio being so <laughs> staunch opposed to um, cannabis? Tiffany Tippin here says, I hope so too. Ohio and in the industry here, fingers crossed for legalization in Ohio. I mean, I, I am hopeful, right? Like the other day, uh, we were chatting with Dave Joyce again, and, and he is from Ohio, right? And and he was sharing how he started with, with this cannabis 
advocacy maybe like 10, 15 years ago. Um, yeah. So it's not a new top, uh, topic in Ohio. It is very close to Michigan, which has always been very cannabis forward. They have adult use sales. They see a lot of people crossing the border. At a certain point, it's it's hard to argue against it, right? Right. Uh, and I think that is what we're seeing, a lot of that, especially you know with, with, with the initiative gathering over 222,000 signatures. I think yeah. that's a, a lot of signatures, right? And 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 I don't know how that that translates to then like voting, uh, how representative it is of the entire population, but it does seem like like a good number of signatures. Yeah. One of the the things that has been catching my eye, I don't know if you caught any of this, but but there there have been a few cases recently, especially in the last couple of days, several news items around uh, cannabis copycats, right? So different uh, brands that emulate mainstream brands. You have Stonios, you have Skittles, uh, and one by one they are uh, settling or they're getting cease and desist letters from the FTC. Right? Yeah, FTC is not happy about it. Especially, <laughs> I, I edited one of these stories um, mm -hmm. by our great editors. Um, and I have to say, I, I couldn't have the, the gall to make a package so similar to Oreo, double stuff Oreos. It's I hate it. you have to you have to admire the tenacity and the, and the the guts to do that. Well, but it's one of those things that people fantasize about when they are high with their friends. Can you imagine if we started a burger place called Kevin Bacon? It's like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. But you don't go and do it, right? Like, you know, what were they expecting? It's like, it, it, this reminds me of this other case that we saw a couple of years ago where Sasha Baron Cohen was used in a billboard, a random billboard, huge billboard in LA. Like, this is a massive billboard on a highway with Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat endorsing a cannabis company, which he had never endorsed or approved. Or uh, authorize the use of his image, right? What what are these companies expecting, really, right? Yeah, this, so the FTC and the FDA clearly not happy with it because they say, oh, children see the packaging. They think it's Oreos. They think it's Skittles. And before mm -hmm. you know it, you have to, you know, hopefully not rush them to the, rush them to the doctor or worse. And... Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And a couple yeah. of these companies, I think it was about six companies were put on notice. There was Delta Munchies, Dr. Smoke, um, <laughs> Exclusive Hemp Farms, uh, yeah. Tees, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, North Carolina Hemp, and the Haunted Vapor Room. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, I, I am all for freedom. I am all for innovation. I am all for uh, the free development of business in America. Yeah. Uh, there are certain limitations, right? Like, dude, they are making us all look really bad, right? Because then we get these headlines. Right. Oh, kid was intoxicated because ed edibles and then Halloween comes around every year. And it's like, yeah, they're giving out these edibles. Edibles are super expensive. No one is giving edibles to kids <laughs> on purpose. No, no. Now we do it's, have it's, some of these cases. Because you didn't keep it in a safe spot in your house and uh, your kid thought they were snacks. Do you do you get the um, the Benzinga Cannabis Insider Daily newsletter? Do uh, I get it? I read it religiously at least once a week. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to shout out Ashley who puts that together because the the subject line yesterday for 
for you know this news item around Skittles, the Skittles um, settlement with Wrigley was taste the strain, bro. <laughs> Asley's awesome. That was great. Asley produces the uh, Benzinga Interviews podcast, which you can catch me on. Uh, we've had um, we have guests uh, almost every Tuesday. And uh, if you tune in, she's the uh, producer and editor. And uh, so there's a little plug for you. Yeah. Let's not show AT the next news item. Um, I want to quiz Tony real fast. Oh, no. I hate when you do this. <laughs> what do you think makes like the, the best joint, the perfect joint the, the, in terms of getting high? What do you think is the one factor that really determines how how you get from a joint oh um i am not an expert on this but i can tell you that i'm i'm an indica guy so if it's that that would be step one for me <laughs> so i mean mo most people would assume it's like thc levels right the higher the THC oh, level, oh, okay. the higher the higher it will get no, I, I like a low like mild uh, thc level me too man and i, I my favorite my tradition is like a, like a low to mild THC level and I put on an old movie and I just chill and relax <laughs> and it's gotta be after midnight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't have to walk the dog or do anything. What what qualifies as an old movie? Uh, like does the Terminator get into that list or not really? No, well, I typically go older. Like I'll, I'll put on like a Charlie Chaplin movie or, um, Let's see, like like an old uh, John Cassavetes movie. So pre pre nineties, but I I certainly would rewatch the Terminator, any opportunity I get, especially T two. No, we we could do something like that. Find some some movies that 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 where the rights have expired already, and and do like some like watching old movies here. Uh, we could start with like Metropolis. Do you want to do a watch along? Could that be a cannabis spinoff show? Just me and you, with, with a with a joint, and then we'll just watch old movies and share commentary. I am in. I am in. Let's do it. At is that feasible? I don't think so. The be unsanctioned an unsanctioned show. <laughs> a pirate radio. Yeah. Um, some other news out of the financial world. Uh, TerraSend became the first U.S. MSO, a multi-state operator, to trade on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Uh, they declared their independence on July 4th, and they're now trading under a new ticker symbol, TSND. Uh, what was also interesting is how this impacted canopy growth, which went on a pretty interesting roller coaster in the in the last week, up, down, up, down, up, down. I think you saw a bunch of those items. Yeah, it was up. It was up on Tuesday, but oh no, Wednesday I think, and then it went down. It's down today. Um, I think it lost its gains, but I could be wrong. It's all um, over the place. Yeah, it's, it's all, all over, over the place. place. A little but, bit of a bump, 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 bumping along. Yeah. So I mean, it all started on Monday when when the the, the you know shares of Canopy Growth started surging after after the company completed all the conversions pursuant to a one hundred million dollar uh, debenture plan. Uh, and they provided an update to how their balance sheet uh, is looking, and it's looking much better. But um, you know, yeah. as the the week you know went on, the 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 gains started to to give up, um, even in spite of the fact that Canopy has an interesting stake in Terrasend. Yeah. 
one analyst gave the stock a zero price target. Oof. Zero. <laughs> What's the rationale behind that? I, I never quite got those those like zero dollar price targets. Are they really expecting these companies to go bankrupt? He pointed out the poor cash position, the difficulty it will have in getting more funding. Uh, the cost cutting measures didn't convince uh, the, the uh, eight capital analysts that it should deserve anything more than zero. What about the assets? Like if they 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 went under, what what would happen? Like they wouldn't sell the assets. No one would come in and buy the stock at a discount. It's worth zero, right? Yeah, that unless the debt. What do we, how do we what do we know about the debt? Oof. They you know, like that that factors into the, the asset sales. I like that. That is super interesting. That's a good point. Um, I think one more and, and we're good for now. Uh, but uh, we had uh, a Benzinga exclusive. Burner is pushing uh, out a new project with Vibes, his rolling paper brand, to support the last prisoner process, uh, project. Mm. Uh, they are launching a release papers. I really like to see those initiatives to help people who uh, are overly incarcerated by you know due to to cannabis related offenses so those who are yeah. non-violent especially um here, here's well, something interesting yeah you go i was gonna say if you're interested in hearing a, an amazing story about someone who was uh in prison for a long time and uh you know because of cannabis possession and and other things but he was jailed for i think it was 13 years it was uh quante bosco adams you wrote about him oh, a little yeah. bit i interviewed him at the benzinga cannabis capital conference and we also featured him on our podcast benzinga interviews so if you're going to if you want to hear more about that i'm going to drop it in the chat so people can maybe listen later on do it you no, it's super interesting. Yeah. Bosco's entire story is very interesting. Um, I think it might be turned into a documentary or something very, very shortly. And, you know, I, I want your take on this, right? There's something quite interesting going on in, in South America, particularly in Uruguay, but, but all over. Um, you know, for instance, Uruguay has a legal framework to to produce and sell cannabis. It, it legalized adult use cannabis 10 years ago, first country to do it. Uh, but now we've had a, a series of, um, of raids and maybe like 30 people, producers were jailed. Um, remove this. How did I remove the, the banner for this one? Well, I lost. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, AD. So, you know, they, they've had this the system for, for maybe like 10 years now. Um, and there's a there's a, a framework to, to sell cannabis. But then uh, a lot of people got caught selling some of the remainder of their production in the illicit market. So they have clubs. There's a certain quota that they can produce, but they're not selling it all through the legal channel. So then they're back channeling some of the cannabis uh, especially in the form of concentrates through illicit markets or to illicit markets. And that ended with an investigation where a bunch of people were jailed. So three years, they got a prison. Uh, and there's a big debate going on, right? Like, you know, on the one hand, there's a framework that says how you can produce cannabis 
and how you can sell cannabis. And they're, they have the opportunity to do that, but they're choosing to do it otherwise. On the other hand, it seems pretty draconian, pretty uh, exaggerated to give someone three years in prison for, for a nonviolent offense that could easily be a fine considering that it can be done legally. Like, but yeah. what do you think? Well, I have to admit, um, I, this was, this was, a, you took me to school with this. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. I know it's, um, something that we face sort of similar situations here in the States, but not as, not as difficult. Um, I don't know this, this is, it's fascinating. I got to read up on it more. Well, you know, thoughts and prayers, as they say in America, to our friends in Uruguay, where I hope that, that you know, their situation gets resolved uh, quickly, that they, they get released. Um, I do believe that, you know, they are breaking the law, but, but a fine would be more than, than enough, you know, in, in, in this scenario. Yeah, I think the whole industry can learn a little bit of leniency um, if it's, you know, cannabis possession. Um but yeah. Cool, man. Well, we went uh, the full 30 minutes. I promised a shortened show. There was nothing shortened about it. Tony, any last thoughts? Anything you want to leave us with? Yes. Visit the uh, Benzinga Cannabis, um, our page. We have amazing stories um, coming out uh, every hour uh, from our amazing writers. Uh, you have Nina. You have Yelena. You have Joanna. Lara, Benzinga.com slash cannabis. That is the link. Thank you for pointing that out, Javier. <laughs> and um, yes, hopefully next time our guest doesn't cancel and we can have an interview. Okay. But honestly, it doesn't matter because I think that this was an amazing, this was a great show, very informative. We touched on the um, the funny as well as the serious. And uh, we always mean business. So uh, thank you for providing the headlines, Javier. I hope I was able to provide uh, somewhat meaningful commentary. No, that was awesome. Go check out Tony Nota's stories on Benzinga.com. BCCannabis.com to join us in Chicago. The Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference is returning for its 17th edition. How insane is that? Seven, September 27 and 28. All the top movers and shakers of the cannabis industry, policymakers, celebrities, investors, CEO, uh, public companies, private companies, uh, service providers, all the big brands, the OGs in the space, they will all be there. This is where deals get done. BCCannabis.com, come join us in Chicago. We'll be there and we'll be having fun. And that's right. it for us today. We'll see you next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m., 10 a.m., right? Pacific time? For 10 me. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. See you 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Argentina time, wherever you're joining us. If you're in Spain, it's 6 p.m. But, you know, go check out the conversions and uh, we'll see you Tuesday. Peace.